Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hey ladies, this is Carmen. Thank you so much for being with us on this week's Priority Now podcast. Today we have with us Jenny Binkley and Alyssa Merritt. Both of them um, are from Tabernacle. A lot of you ladies know them. Some of you are getting ready to know them because we're going to cross your paths intentionally coming up. But a lot of you know their church, Tabernacle, because they have been so gracious to help us host many of our events in the past. So Alyssa and Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having us. I'm excited to have you guys. We were talking a little bit before we started the recording for the podcast. You you two are um, hosting one of our online connection groups, specifically tailored to our pastor's wife. So go ahead and give a plug because I'm getting to hear from some of the ladies that are part of that. And I'm definitely seeing some increased confidence in people. So tell us a little bit about that connection group and what's the purpose of it and maybe extend an invite to it. Sure. So um, I I was so excited when you asked us to do this, Carmen, because pastors' wives and pastors' family are, um, I I love them and I Uh want to minister to them. And um, and so I was so excited when you asked us because we just get a chance on Monday nights at 730 for about an hour. We just, we talk about different topics, maybe about hospitality or Mm. dealing with conflict or all things pertaining to ministry life. But we just, we just come together and talk about those things and share ideas, share what we're doing personally in those situations. And, and just, it's just a good time. It's just been a, a really encouraging time for us. Good, good. Are you, uh, what, what are you hearing back from some of the ladies that are participating with you? A lot of what we're hearing is obviously we are we are just a group of ladies that can depend on each other and kind of a group where confidentiality is very present. And, you know, as a pastor's wife, sometimes it's hard to have those tough conversations because nobody understands ministry and church life like a fellow pastor's wife. And so I think a lot of times, you know, the conversations that we're having, we may we may discuss a specific topic and maybe somebody's already struggling with that inside of the life of their church or in a relationship. And then it's awesome to see the next week whenever you come back and you hear, hey, okay, I tried what you suggested. This is what happened. It was a good outcome. Um, You know, it's just, it's a really Mm -hmm. good place to kind of brainstorm some things and support each other through things. Yeah. That's good. Ladies, if you're listening and you're not part of one of our connection groups, you know, we invite you to get involved. We'll drop a link into the episode notes so that you can, um, you know, go directly to Jenny and Alyssa's group that they're talking about um, and join them. That's specific for pastor's wife. So invite other pastor's wives, you know, to be able to join, even if you can't be there every time, you know, just to, to build that community and build that network. And there are some other connection groups too, you know, specifically for our student girl leaders and and women women's ministry mission leaders also. Just some chances for leaders to come together. And just like what you guys just said, just to be able to go peer to peer in a confidential, safe mm-hmm. environment, just to say, man, here's what's keeping me up at night, or here's a struggle. Because we all know um, there's nothing new under the sun. If you're going through it, somebody else probably already has that might be wearing a, a scar that's willing to pour mm-hmm. into you a little bit. So that's that's a good word. That's a good word. Today, what I want to do is um, I really want to talk about discipleship. 
And um, I know that God has your hearts with discipleship. And I know that you guys are intentional with what you're doing there at Tabernacle as far as a discipleship pathway. Mm-hmm. So tell us, I, I've got some specific things I'd like to, to kind of pull out um, that, that I think could help the Carmens out there that may be trying to develop a discipleship pathway. But tell us a little bit about your journey, your your personal journey and your journey there at Tabernacle with, with being intentional about discipleship. Sure. Jenny, I'll let you start. Yeah. So, you know, now now discipleship's kind of a buzzword, kind of in churches. And and I grew up in a time when, you know, we had what they called discipleship training in mm-hmm. church or um or Sunday school, I think was probably the main ways that, that churches discipled back then. And so growing up, you know, I never really had a, a intentional discipleship training, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I got older, I, I did have women who poured into me, maybe just took an interest in me and what I was doing and cared about me and loved on me. But as far as intentional discipleship, I never had that. And, you know, we, we got to looking around kind of our church and um, seeing that a lot of women had never experienced that and were maybe needing some some strengthening in their walk and in their faith. So I'll let Alyssa, because they, they were here when that kind of kind of happened here at Tabernacle. Yeah. So at Tabernacle, you know, we had a, a time years ago that we had an intentional discipleship program um, for the ladies. And a lot of it was just trying to pair ladies. And what we found was that it is really hard to know personalities, right? Are, mm-hmm. are these personalities mm-hmm. really going to mesh? Is it because you have to have that, you know, you have to have a connection. Your personality has to mesh in order to have an intentional discipleship relationship. So it kind of went by the wayside for several years. And really during the interim time, um, before Pastor Carlton and Jenny came, we started realizing as a church that we were severely lacking in this. And it was about that time um, that Miss Mary Sue Jones, who's another pastor's life here at mm-hmm. TAB, and I came to the Refresh Weekend. And we mm-hmm. heard um, Candy Gallaty talk about D groups. And we came home from that weekend just excited about discipleship. And we went to our husbands and we said, hey, we learned about this thing called the D group. And they kind of looked at us like we were crazy. But through conversations and, you know, they kind of started researching and looking through some stuff. And we started our very first D group two years ago. That was kind of the beginning for Tabernacle of this pathway that we're on for discipleship. And we've had two groups of or two starts, I guess, of D groups. Um, finished since then. And I cannot say enough about how that has just transformed women's lives. And it was really cool for us, Carmen, because we came from a church that we really saw discipleship transform a church. And so, you know, leaving that to come here where they're just kind of getting that started, it was really cool for us to come and just be a part of of what Tabernacle was doing. Yeah. Give us some specifics when you say, man, how it transformed. Um, Some some people, um, they may not know that like the model that you're using. And I use the work model loosely, but, you know, let them see some outcomes, you know, or, or, you know, paint the picture for us. What do you, what do you mean it's transformed? Sure. So we came from um, First Baptist Church Woodlawn. And while we were there, we, we started what, what we call community groups. Some people call them life groups or Mm -hmm. whatever that where they meet, where you meet in homes and have a group that way, which is also amazing. We saw, we saw something. God did use those groups in a mighty way at Woodlawn, and um, they started growing. And we had people who were unchurched come, because you know somebody who's unchurched may not come to a church, but they may come and sit in your living room and eat mm-hmm. your snacks and talk about the Bible. And um, and we saw that happen. 
So we, we started a, a discipleship program at Woodlawn out of necessity because those groups were growing and growing with new believers. And we looked around and we didn't have anybody to lead new groups. So we began a discipleship pathway that actually our associate pastor kind of developed on his own. And it was for the purpose of developing leaders. But in that, God did some amazing things. We, we had some people who were church members for for years, church members who went through this discipleship process and realized that they weren't really saved and ended up getting saved through this. Praise um, God. We had people who were just nominal, I would say nominal people, you know, um, who would go, come through the process and, and be better church members and ready to lead and excited about leading. So it, it was just a really cool thing that God did while we were there. That's good. I love what you said, because um, you're right. There's, there's, it, I was raised in Eastern Kentucky. My daddy used to say there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's sure. more than one <laughs> model, you know, and that's why I'm so cautious using the word model. But here's what I've learned. Sometimes it's just good to see what other people do just to start to paint the pictures so that I can see a little bit of what it might look like. And, you know, and so ladies, if you're listening, it may look different. It probably will look different in your local church. But 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 the big but the big rock is what are we doing to get people into Bible study, you know, to introduce them to to Christ and to the word of God. Something that you guys just said, though, that I think is is that it's a question I want to ask you how this is looking, you know, in your in your church there at Tabernacle. You just referenced, Jenny, you know, these community groups, the unchurched is a lot more comfortable sometimes coming into your house, you know, building that relationship. And then you do the bridge. Sometimes with discipleship groups, there's believers and there's non-believers, you know. And so I'm really curious because you said you're, you know, you were following the the Galilee model, the replicate model. And I know that model a little bit. So it's like believers sitting, going through a, a Bible plan for a year, talking that with the intentionality of replicating that those those women will turn around and invite other people in. You're a larger church. Where do you put the unchurched into a into a Bible study. What happens with that new believer? Where do you plug them in? What does it look like to plug somebody in immediately when you may already have some of these groups in progress? If you don't mind, Carmen, I'm going to just back up a little bit and talk about how D groups um, kind of yeah. transformed inside yeah. of Tabernacle. Um, you know, I referenced earlier that we kind of started it two years ago after uh -huh. the refresh weekend, and we started with one group. Mm -hmm. And over the last two years, we now have 14 different groups that have started. Wow. So just this year, we um, started a group and this lady came to me and said, look, I know that we're supposed to be discipling believers, you know, inside of our church or community who, you know, are just wanting to dig deeper and disciple them and um, know more about God. But she said, I have a heart for these women who I know in our community that are not believers. Can I do a group with non-believers? And, you know, I thought about it and I thought about everything that I knew about D groups. And I just said yes, because the, the most amazing thing, and I'm probably going to tear up whenever I say this, but she called me and she said, I need you to pray specifically for these four women. And so I, we did. We prayed for them. And she said, I'm going to ask them and we're going to see what they say. So she asked them, and we are talking about a woman who's never been to church, a woman who's a very devout Catholic, and another woman who would maybe call herself a Christian, but didn't go to church, didn't you know have a relationship. Mm -hmm. All four of those women said yes. All four of those women said yes to her. And a couple of days later, she called me, and or actually she texted me and said, Alyssa, this, this lady who's not a believer, who doesn't know anything about church, she doesn't have a Bible can I get her a Bible? And of course, I'm like, absolutely. I'll have one for you Wednesday night. Um, she, she told me just last week that she 
you know, has started the group and this lady is so excited and is scared. She said, you know, I don't know anything about the Bible. Am I going to be able to do this? And, you know, our tab lady just said, yes, we will walk through it slowly. I will answer your questions. And that's what they have done. And to me, that is reaching the lost. You know, you, you know, you're supposed to go through it. You have a quote unquote model, but sometimes I believe it's okay to to just do what works for you. You know, if you have ladies that want to do it, yes. My answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. So I love that example because that's following where the Holy Spirit's working. Yes. And, um, and that's why I use that term model loosely mm-hmm. um, because, because sometimes we can, it, it's good to see something as a starting point, but sometimes we can show up like um, I'm in or out based on if I can do the model or not versus like you said, mm-hmm. do a, you know, do a variation. And that, I, I love that. I love that. Cause that's always my concern that there's a place for somebody to walk in off the street and plug yes. in to, you know, plug into Bible teaching. And here's the other thing. I think we have the Holy Spirit's working. So let me say that, which means he's manifesting himself through people that are hungry for answers. And, you know, yes. with you put the pandemic as the backdrop, people have questions and they're looking for yes. the hope. And I think your story's perfect because they may not have a relationship with Jesus, but or they may think they do. But I think there's still this commonality that that there's a respect, especially of certain generations for the Bible, even they they may not know what the Bible is or what's in the Bible. So that's a great, great, great example. We provide on ramps mm-hmm. for people to get involved, to get into the ministry here at TAB. And whether that's through women's ministry, you know, our the purpose of our women's ministry here is to provide on ramps for people to get plugged in and get involved. We do Wednesday night discipleship where if you know someone comes in on a Wednesday night, we we have a place for them to go. We have men's events, you know, mm-hmm. where you know we do these they do big events like a shooting day where you can invite mm-hmm. friends, but but we're hoping with the intention that that will plug them into something into our church. Mm-hmm. I love your word, the on-ramps, because women, that's the way we need to be thinking. Getting connected is not one size fits all. And right. that's why it's taking all of us. We all have to get involved and ask God, who is he, who's he crossing our path with? And we have to, we have to see people um, and be able to extend that hand. So I love that word on-ramps because once we get them there, don't miss what they said though. There's a pathway. We know where we're being intentional to lead them to. We're letting the Holy Spirit do the work. We don't have to rush it. It's not like going in for a cell to put another notch in our belt. You know, we, we just want to be cognizant to what, what God is doing, but we do have to be intentional and know when somebody, when somebody comes in, where are we leading them to? And that, that is a gap sometimes, Alyssa and Jenny, you know, in some of the churches. So I appreciate that you're willing to share, you know, a model and I'm going to venture out because I know you too. And I know you would be open to talking to other churches. If somebody Mm -hmm. would like to reach out to you individually and get more information on that. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Okay. I want to, I want to stay on that theme of discipleship, but I, but I want to take just a little bit of a, it's really not a twist to me. They go hand in hand. I believe that we have some real opportunities. Now you've already alluded to it when you said you come from community group background, you know, using our homes. I want to touch on that topic of hospitality, biblical hospitality, because I think the pandemic has really put a backdrop into place, especially for um, women 
to steward our homes in and I'm in maybe in different ways than what they have in the past. And I think I think the time is now for all of us to be stewarding our homes. So speak to that a little bit to our women that might be listening of what that could look like for them or how you're leading your women, you know, in that realm of biblical hospitality. Sure. So one of the things that we tell our women constantly is discipleship does not have to be kind of like what we talked about before. It does not have to be a quote unquote model. Sometimes it is inviting a lady over to your house, giving her a cup of coffee and just chatting. Those relationships that are being built. I know that there's somebody that I'm discipling and I'm going to be really honest. I don't even know that she knows that I'm discipling her. (laughs) She started, she came to the church, she got baptized, um, and was kind of one of those situations where she just had no idea, you know, okay, I know, I believe, but what now? And it started with a cup of coffee with me, another lady and her in my living room and just having the conversations and her asking questions and living life beside her. She's now mm-hmm. part of our, our community group or what we call life groups at TAB. Our kids go to school together. If she's listening, she now knows she's being discipled. But, um, <laughs> but, but you know, sometimes it's just opening your home and being hospitable. And hey, you know, something happened inside of the life of of their family. And hey, why don't you come over and have dinner with our family? Or let me take you out to lunch so we can talk. And mm-hmm. you know, it's the hospitality making people feel like they're a part of something, like they belong, mm-hmm. like they have a place that they can just be who they are. I think goes a long way. And so we always encourage our women at TAB to, to just open your homes, open, open your heart, be a place to, to hear people and meet them where they're at. So, yeah, my, my husband would tell you that there was a guy when he was growing up who wasn't a scholar or wasn't really even a teacher, but all he did was open his home to Mm -hmm. Carlton and Carlton would tell you that that made more of an impact on him than anything Mm -hmm. um, in his life. His name was Johnny. Johnny taught him how to love his, how to love a wife because yeah. he got to watch him firsthand love his wife and love his kids. And they talked about things about the Bible also, but it, but it wasn't a formal, we're going to do this, this, and this this week. So I think even just having those kinds of relationships where you just invite people into your life, um, maybe people who are struggling or maybe people who are, are looking for answers or someone you know is unchurched, just inviting those people into your life and being around them, committing to be around them. Um, that can make more of a difference than anything. That is good. Um, I use two words often, and you've just demonstrated um, access and modeling. There's just something that's just when you get invited into somebody's life, you just you don't have to tell them. They're, they they know it's the motivation of your heart. They know if you gave them access and they know if it's natural or staged mm-hmm. to you. And there is something empowering about that. And then just like you're talking about um, Johnny, you know, just modeling, just living life. You know, you're not performing. Yeah. You're just letting them see the imperfections and the perfections. But I love what you said. He taught him how to love a wife. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even know that what, what he's looking for. And can I just say, girls, if you're listening, there is nothing sexier than a man that loves God, because trust me, he's going to love you so much better when he is loving God first. So thank God mm-hmm. for the, the Johnnies out there, you know, that are modeling that without even knowing that sometimes that they're that they're modeling it. Uh, listen, Jenny. Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ask you to speak into Carmen. Okay, um, I'm. Let's say I come to Tab, and my husband and I practiced hospitality community groups. You know that that was our thing. But now Carmen finds herself single. You know I'm widowed, so life has changed a lot. Still have my house. 
you know, I had my past experience where I was hosting with my husband and not that I don't trust God, but if I was being honest, that would be my preference. But now I find myself as a, as a, a single woman having to shift the way that I practice hospitality. How would you guide me down that? How would you guide me down that pathway? Cause I know I'm talking to women out there right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that you still have a lot to offer. <laughs> Maybe the the discipleship, the the intentional relational discipleship, where you where you just take three or four women is is a good way for you to open your home and and to do that. But also have a community group, have people. You have experiences that I don't have, and I need a Carmen Halsey in my life who's walked through some things that I haven't. And so don't feel like you you're you can't be used because you don't have a husband or you don't have fill in the blank whatever it is. We need you. We need people like Carmen. Um, if, if it's okay, I'm going to maybe share a story. Absolutely. Um, we have a lady, and I'm going to apologize. I think that she would be okay with me sharing this. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a lady in our church who was very recently widowed within the last 47 days, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had, before she lost her husband, um, she had started a group with another lady in our church, um, just getting together one time a month with some single moms who don't have a relationship with Christ, who don't go to church, but they felt very called to just some different women inside of their lives. And we got a text, Jenny and I, from our friend who just lost her husband that her group had met last night and she was able to tell her story and able to share her faith and able to share the gospel with one of these women. And she said, at the end of it, I didn't even realize I had shared the gospel with her. Because, you know, when you're when you're meeting with these unbelievers, that's always mm-hmm. on your mind, right? Is there going to be an opening? Is the spirit going to allow? And she said, I didn't even realize I did it, but I did it. And she <laughs> heard the gospel last night. And it was because our friend was still willing to be used because mm-hmm. she was still willing to put herself out there and offer hospitality that an unbeliever heard the gospel. That's good. And, and I think that is so important because when life happens... We have got, you know, your faith, your faith gets shaken. It gets tested mm-hmm. a little bit, but we have to realize, I, I think, I think there's no better way to realize than going through the suffering that this is God's story and yes. you're not on plan B. So ladies, if you're listening to me, whether you find yourself in whatever season of life, meaning there's been a shift, whatever's brought a major change, you know, change means a circumstance has changed. There, it's not undeniable. There's been circumstantial changes. But your transition is how all your emotions and your inner being catch up to that change. And and so you may find yourself in that transition. But but as we put that transition in this larger umbrella of discipleship, don't miss the fact that God wastes nothing and he Mm -hmm. wants us to steward everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's wasted if we don't steward it. So whatever your stories are, whatever scars, that's exactly what God's going to be using, you know, to pour Mm -hmm. in to somebody else. And you may not even realize it, but I will tell you, ladies, if if you've not yet intentionally poured into somebody, there is no greater blessing because it is two ways. You know, it is just the fellowship and stuff is, it, it just goes both, it goes both ways. So I thank you guys for sharing that story. And I know your sweet friend, and I know she would be more than gracious for you to have shared that story to help other other women. And and I do. I put myself there, ladies, if you're listening to say there has been major change in my life and, and I've had to learn different ways. But can I say 
there are at least nine women that I'm praying for by name that, do, that in my opinion, don't know Jesus. It is not coincidental how he continues to bring them by my doorstep right now. And I am finding unique ways to use my home now differently than maybe Keith and I would. But can I say, I also think it's a celebration of what my husband done and poured into me mm-hmm. because it's, it's part of who we are, you know? So, so thank you for that. That that's great. That's great. I love that. Ladies, I'm just going to say this. If you're listening to this podcast and you feel like you're not part of a, um, a discipleship group or you feel like you don't have access to one or you don't know where to start, please reach out to me. Please reach out to me and let me have an opportunity to coach you through that, connect you with somebody, because that's the beauty of the churches working together, which is just a great segue to remind you guys we're not meant to be doing this alone. You know, we do ministry in our local areas where God has us, but that's where we do our ministry and that's where we lead and that's where life happens. But boy, when we can come together with other co-leaders and just encourage each other and spur each other on, I said, it's like going to the well. Let's get to the well, get a drink, be refreshed, be reminded you're not the only one in the game. But then we go back and we're, we're just more equipped to do to do the ministry. So, So don't go it alone. So there's a reminder, if you're not connected with the Illinois Baptist Women community, get connected. Check mm-hmm. us out on Facebook at, um, at Illinois Baptist Women. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. And then our website is ibsa.org backslash women. So um, anything we can do, we are here to help you. Alyssa and Jenny, I know you're willing to help because you've showed it over and over. But I just want to personally thank you guys. And I want to thank you for being with us on this week's podcast. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. Oh, we loved it. We loved it. All right, ladies, I'll get connected with us if you're not. And I'll see you next week at the Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make him known.